How was uh how's Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck? Still still doing it, man. They don't they never age. They yeah, always look no, the same. It's pretty pretty fucking amazing. Tell you, man, that's the that's the secret. It's just those those vacations going down those that's it, man. That's how they stay. Just living on the cruise liners. Man, there's craziness. Like people this is we were on there seven days uh-huh. and there was a couple, an older couple that was actually going to go back for another seven days. So they did seven days out of Galveston, came back, and they they were getting back ready to back? Back to back seven days. But here's a I read this somewhere that uh instead of spending your money on a retirement home, a lot of people are now doing that. They're retiring and they're just living on the cruise lines. Think about Wait, it. What? So you don't have a you don't have a house? No. You basically live on a cruise line. A lot of these older people that are retiring instead of going into a home they're literally just i'm gonna think Dude, about it how how expensive is that i that's my first time like, like how I can mean, you Jesus afford Christ, that you know? a week is like how much like well maybe two or three grand yeah it's it's pricey man but i don't know maybe if you, if you do it right and i mean if you hit the lottery i don't know man i mean you only got like four or five years left anyway at that point i'm thinking if i'm terminal then maybe <laughs> i don't give a shit yeah just put it on this card yeah <laughs> this card. just put it all on there how many can i do back to back there's a limit yeah I know, lock myself in the room. should be an age check. Like, hey, we all... Oh. Shit, man. You should have to submit, like, your uh, latest doctor's reports. Hell yeah. Make sure you're not about to expire on the cruise while you owe them 12, 30 grand or some shit. Are we live? Oh, yeah, we're going. Oh, shit. I, I just haven't transitioned this out yet. Uh, man, I got to tell you about what happened in Jamaica. Oh, did almost. you choke somebody out? No, nothing that good, oh. but uh, daddy almost lost a finger. <laughs> Yeah, stay away from them doobies, dude. Just because no. it's legal there doesn't mean it's safe. <clears throat> Man, please, you know me. I, right. I I get messed up on baby Tylenol. We'll go. We'll go live live now. So sorry. Man. Three, two, one. Bam. We are live live. That's right. It's been a while. It's been a while. God damn, been two weeks. Yeah, man. I I want to apologize first and foremost. Um, this was all my doing. Daddy uh-huh. needed to recharge his batteries, and yeah. I thought it best that we not have a podcast because everybody knows I carry the show anyways. So without me, there's really no podcast. I, uh, um, look, man, I didn't know people were gonna go on suicide watch though. I did get hit up a little bit. Yeah, I was hey, surprised. what happened? And I was like, but I guess that's what Joe Rogan feels like too. You know, uh, is so. that yeah? Is this this is that the air we're starting to live in? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I can't walk anywhere now because it's like, hey, you're can the, I get a picture? Yeah, you're the like, how many times guy. can you take a picture? But I mean, I'm cool with it. Well, I sometimes I just want to be a normal guy. I can't do yeah. undercover work anymore, though. Oh, that's true. I've lost that. Now I'm yeah. just stuck in the office doing admin stuff. So like, <laughs> listen, detective, we can't let you on the street anymore. Everybody knows who the fuck you are now. Yeah. It's like it's too much, man. I know. It's too much. Well, let me tell you the about sacrifice your real fast. Yes, I'm gonna hear about. I'm gonna hear about this. Have you ever been ziplining? You ever done it? Uh, no, I value my life. Okay. So <coughs> pussy. Um. So here, here's the thing. <laughs> I've done it a couple times, you know, uh, Costa Rica, Austin, Vegas. No big deal. Uh, you know, I'm well traveled. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm probably going to get a new passport because I've been like four places. But everything, <laughs> it, it, it's funny because we laugh about the inconsistencies in jujitsu as far as the names for certain moves. Mm-hmm. Shit. When you go ziplining, there is a terrible inconsistency when it comes to how you break. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Sounds pretty stupid, right? Because, I mean, you're. Traveling pretty fast on this harness. Um, if you do it in Costa Rica, it's not really regulated. So you get like a glove with a piece of leather and you just kind of keep your hand up there and you squeeze and you just hope you stop. <laughs> um, other places have like 
like you know they have like mechanisms that they just kind of bring you to a stop on jamaica it was kind of odd because we went through the safety portion and they give you these gloves that are like i don't know if they cut them out of like a, a potato sack but it wasn't leather it was not i'm looking at this thing like this is not going to stop my hand from getting burned and the long and the short of it is, is when you stop, you just kind of reach behind you and you squeeze and then you kind of come to a stop. Right. But then it got confusing because they were like, well, only break if we tell you to break. Uh, oh, okay. So that's kind of odd. So what happens hold when on, you Hold on one second. Do they have like, are they speaking to you in an earpiece? No, no, no. This is like all live one-on-one, -on -one, you know, they're with us. So well, I don't understand how they can tell you to break if you're oh, ziplining. because they're screaming at you as you're coming down. Oh, that's a real yeah. effective communication so system. So at that point, you're on a full-on zipline coming in hot. Sweet Jesus. And you just got to hope that you hear them screaming at you to stop and you got to remember to break. Yeah, seems a little bit off in, in Jamaica. So, you know, we're, <laughs> we're doing this and... Uh, the what happens a lot of times when you take off sometimes your body will start to spin because of the momentum yeah. so now you're coming in backwards by the way oh my god so the first question after the first line was hey how do you stop yourself from going in backwards and they tell you you know just put your finger inside the carabiner and whatever way you're spinning spin your fingers the opposite way and it'll straighten you up what it actually does work tell me why on the second um line i start to get turned around <laughs> So I stick my fingers in. I correct myself. I'm good. I start to turn around again. I do it again. But this time there was too much momentum and it starts to torque out my fingers. <sighs> so I let go. Oh, my God. But now I'm coming in backwards. So in my hand. <laughs> and by the way, they told you, oh, you only need to break when we tell you to Were break, you right? screaming at this point? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, I mean, I've done it. It's fun. Coming in front, back. Who cares? Uh, you but just take it anyway. You can wake up. I don't discriminate. <laughs> See what you did there. So uh, in my hand, I've got my little 360 camera, and this one I'm just kind of holding on to the harness, and I'm coming in straight backwards. Oh I'm coming God. in hot. Dude, my, well, my, my palms are sweating right now, dude. You got me so nervous. Well, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. During the, 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 the instructionals, what they tell you, or the, the safety, uh, whatever you call it, anytime you want to break, you just reach behind you, you grab on, and you squeeze, and you come to a stop, or you slow down. Theory. Mm-hmm. I'm coming in hot, just enjoying my ride. I know so I'm going to stop at some point when all of a sudden I hear, break, break. Oh, God. And this dude is screaming oh his balls God. off. Bro, I'm coming in backwards. <laughs> so I do what the training said, which is I reach up and I grab and I squeeze. Problem is, yeah, yeah you figured I it out a lot sooner than yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, because you got to reverse that. I'm now in reverse. <laughs> yeah. But I did what the training said. This asshole has got me in full panic mode. Oh, sweet Jesus. I reach up, Jason. I grab, and immediately my hand goes <laughs> right into the pulley system. Mm. Runs right into my pinky. So you just feel this. Slams right into my hand. Luckily, just as this happened, my body just, the, the braking system caught me, and it was over. But the guy saw my hand get rammed right into this thing. I'm wearing this glove. Immediately, I see the glove is torn. Is that scar on it? Yeah. I see it. Immediately, I see the glove is torn. And so I'm just like, in my mind, I'm making peace with the fact that, okay, your finger's gone. Like, there's no way your finger's not gone. And I remember thinking, oh, it doesn't hurt that bad. Like, I would thought it would hurt a lot more when you lose a finger. But I, I, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm in shock. And only a stupid-ass jujitsu guy would think this next thought. As I'm getting ready to take off my glove, you know what I was thinking? I thought, well, if I lost my finger, no big deal. 
one of the greatest grabs on the planet, Machado. Machado, yeah. He doesn't even have like a whole hand pretty much, you know? I remember trying to be positive because I'm like, dude, this is only the second line. We still got like three more to go. And if I lost a finger, fuck it. I can, if Machado's one of the greatest guys on the planet, he's been doing it forever. He doesn't even, I think he's got like. One step below Machado. I mean, just barely, you know. But he's only got like he's got like this. Yeah, it's like it's like his hands are fused. Yeah, it's like yeah. He doesn't even have fingers. I mean, it's a pinky, right? Who gives a shit? I don't. I don't even. I don't even tape like the pinky. Look, Ronnie Lott cut off his pinky to continue playing in a football game, and his name was Ronnie, so he's pretty. That's you know what? That's right. But man, yeah, it was. uh, I'm not trying to discourage you from zipline. It's fucking awesome. Oh, it's already done. But. Don't do it. I wouldn't do it. Don't in do it in Jamaica. World. Don't do it in Jamaica. Definitely don't. don't do it in Costa Rica. Okay. Um, Costa Rica was a whole nother monster. Vegas and Austin. Yeah. Definitely do it in Austin. Stick to the United States. Yeah. Or it's very regulated. You know, there's breaking civilized system. countries. Yeah. But you know what the, the, the dick in the ass about this was that they were doing that to everybody. That's part of uh, making it fun is they would scream at you at the last second to break You'd go into full panic mode, but they were stopping you. There was a braking mechanism. We didn't ah, figure that out. Dude. But it, what, what it was was that's how they make it fun. But by it, scaring the shit out of by you? By scaring the shit out of you. It's scaring the shit out of you, and it's funny as, as, as hell for us to watch you when, we're, you know, when we've already gone. But, yeah, another lady, her glove fell off. They oh. panicked her. She went up with both hands. Oh, jeez. And, the, and they, luckily, they saw her. She was coming to the end anyways, and they yelled her, get your hands down. And she put them down just in the good time. But her shit was going to be worse than Bro, mine, dude. But what kind of bullshit? Well, we haven't gone on trip. Um, Mickey Mouse operation Here's is the this, thing. Dude. Here's the thing. They were so awesome. They were so pleasant. Our guides were awesome. But that piece, I'm like, I don't know if it's the best idea to scream. I think they thought that through. But, but that's what they must be doing because that's what they do, I guess. And they afterwards, they're like, you know, make sure you go to TripAdvisor and give us high oh, reviews. Oh, I'm going to give I'm you a like, review. I'm like, may you want to figure out a different way. I almost lost my hand ziplining because yeah. instructors are idiots. <laughs> but, yeah, that was fucking Jamaica, man. But it was it was good, man. It was good, like I said. I uh, appreciated the picture you sent me. It's pretty nice. Uh, that, I saw that got a shit ton of likes. Yeah, You're welcome. it was pretty sweet. A lot of shares. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I, I was supposed to get you more, but it, yeah. It, well, in the Grand Cayman, they wouldn't let us take pictures. We went to do some dolphin shit. They wouldn't let us take his pictures. And then in, um, uh, sorry, Cozumel was the picture. Grand Cayman, they wouldn't let us take pictures. And yeah. then in Jamaica, we were ziplining, so it wasn't really like, yeah. You, know, you can't really take pictures while you're doing that shit. Yeah. Well, as usual, when you leave for a week, all kinds of crazy shit happens different world when you got back <laughs> uh another, another story for another time but uh yeah glad you're back man missed you me too man so, I, think, I think the people missed you too absolutely all um our four listeners i mean shit they were blowing me up <laughs> what the fuck is going on y'all y'all mad at each other i'm like please the brummos don't get mad at each other just daddy needed to recharge his batteries man so seven so uh fuck man so while you were gone also We've talked about hazing before. We've talked about gauntlets and all that stuff. So we don't really go over gauntlets. But that I think it's kind of been out there now. I think I saw in Jiu-Jitsu Times and a couple other uh, uh, whatever on Facebook, people po- people sharing it with that uh, kid. It's an adult. It's not, I shouldn't say kid. He's an adult in yeah. an adult class. But he's like a four-stripe white belt, I think, getting his blue belt or some type of promotion or ceremony. And they fucking brutalized this guy in yeah, front was, of everybody. It was rough. I, I know the video. I, I watched it. It was pretty rough. For those of you that haven't seen the video, basically the, the short and long of it is that, um, again, it's some sort of promotion. 
this higher belt, it's hard to tell if he's a purple, brown, or black because his belt's super faded. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, he's working this kid, catches him in a bow and arrow, starts to choke him. The kid's tapping. People are coming over to tell the, the higher belt, hey, man, he's tapping. He looks at the other students and basically is like, hey, no, it's, it's cool. I got this. You know, just very nonchalant look on his face. Kind of calms everybody down. Everybody kind of walks off, and he proceeds to put the kid to sleep. Puts the kid to sleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, rolls right off him, grabs another student while everyone's trying to revive this guy. As soon as the dude comes to, he jumps right back on him again. Arm bars him a few times, uh, chokes him out again. This kid has no idea where he's at. You can clearly see he's still out of it from right. when he woke up. Um, and I remember watching the video, and, and, and you, again, we've, we've touched on the whole gauntlet thing. Obviously, this was some sort of hazing for a promotion, probably, if I had to guess. I'd never seen, you know, we've seen some gauntlets that are brutal, you know. Um, you know, Victor Polza does something interesting at his school where when they uh, promote you, they put you to sleep. You know, though, he'll put you in some variation of a choke where you go out and when you wake up, you know, your your next butt or whatever. <clears throat> But this video, like, it was tough to watch. Like, I don't know, man. Like, again, you know how I feel about the whole hazing thing. I'm just not a big fan of it. But this one just seemed like it was, I felt like, (laughs) I felt like dirty. Like, I need to take a bath after I (laughs) watch this thing. But then it got me thinking, like, how many times have we seen a video where we don't know, you know, what the whole story is? Mm -hmm. You know, again, I'm going to go old school on you here, but. Yeah, we saw the video of Rodney King getting his ass whooped, but they don't talk about all the resistance he put up mm-hmm. initially. You know, it was obviously it wasn't justified what they did to him, but still, it's like it got me thinking about this video because I started thinking, you know, not too long ago there was another video where I think it was the black belt, and I don't know if he was going up against him, the black belt, but he catches this dude in a triangle and the dude's tapping, and this dude puts him out and then walks off. Well, come to find out that other black belt was a douchebag and this and the other. So it's kind of like, I guess it begs the question is what, what do you, what happens when you use your powers for evil? You know, like there's like, so it's funny because I actually had a similar situation, not a similar situation, but I had a, you talk about when this almost can, uh, you can almost parallel this with uh, the enforcer thing. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and hear me out. So there was a situation at one time where uh, we had a guy at the gym that was kind of hurting people. Uh. Like he And he was not like just because he was spazzing. He was a little athletic kid, a professional fighter, you know, a stand-up fighter, learning jiu-jitsu, you know, implementing that into his MMA game. Um, and he was kind of hurting people. He was going, he was, he was going to, including women, oh, going wow. too hard. So, uh, you know, I had to go hard on him a couple of times to try to get him to calm down. Uh, he didn't take real well to it and then kind of backed off a little bit and uh, I remember this is right after you broke my fingers oh you mean where you didn't know how to fall correctly no, where you, we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast spaz to get out of a, a submission Jesus I believe is Christ. what happened or a sweep and well, right we'll talk we'll come back to I that flying and I had to post it. myself and my oh, fingers got broken man. but anyway I digress so I, I I have broken fingers on my hand and I had them taped up and we're getting ready to roll and uh, I remember He's like, you know, you always ask everybody, hey, any injuries? And I just say, hey, man, my fingers are, are busted up pretty good. Like, that's about it. Okay. Well, so we're rolling for a minute, and I catch him in like a, like a front headlock working towards a guillotine. 
tell me why this asshole reaches up, intentionally grabs the two fingers that are broken, and starts twisting them. Yeah, America. I let go. And I was just like, hey, man, what, what the hell? And he just shrugs his shoulders. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So Professor's right there, too. He's just watching. So, I, all right. So I get him in the same choke, bow and arrow. He starts tapping. I don't let go. And I'm going to be honest with you. My intention was to put him to sleep because I was going to be like, you're not going to grab my broken fingers and damage him more and think that that's okay and think there's no consequences yeah. to acting like that. So he's, he's tapping, and I'm waiting for him to go out. I'm like, nope, he's going to sleep. And uh, then Professor yells out, he's tapping. Okay. Professor says, I'll let go. Yeah. And he asked me, and I told him, and he was like, okay. I mean, he was straight up. He's like, okay, I got it. But uh, so – it, I, I, when I saw it, I almost thought about that situation a little bit, but that's not what was going on here. This was clearly a hazing situation uh, that was being where this kid's being brutalized. You know, he in I don't know what happened before. I don't know if this kid's a little bit of a dick or whatever, but that did not look good. Like it looked bad on every level. If once he was put to sleep, if that was the goal, then you should let him alone at that point. Yeah. Revive him, let him get his head back, and just let him go. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought it was a bit. It was. Too much, and I've heard stories of stuff like this. I know a recent friend of ours actually got a belt promotion uh, to black, and he was put to sleep several times by his instructor during the role. No shit. Yeah, I'll, I don't want to name any names. I'll tell yeah. you about it off, off air. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was put to he was put to sleep several times during his role by his instructor. And when I tell you, you're not going to be surprised who yeah. the instructor was. But uh, Brazilian. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it looks bad, man. And, you know, it's honestly got me thinking so much more about the gauntlet. I don't really have a problem with the gauntlet. But the more I read about it and, and the more this stuff starts coming up and I'm hearing these really respectable guys talk about it, you know, they're, they're, they all come back to the same thing. And this is, of course, this situation is on another level. But they all come back to the same thing. This is not what we want to promote. This is not the point of jiu-jitsu. The point of jiu-jitsu is to make people stronger, to get people to, to train, to, to develop people. You know, that's what martial arts is for. And if you're watching this, is that really what's what's happening? And, you know, I, I don't think it is. I'm, I'm really, it's starting to work me away, even from the gauntlet, saying, is, is it really that big? Is it that important? Yeah. But, you know, we could say this, the gauntlet leads to stuff like this, that, that mentality of, that hazing mentality. Because there's a point when hazing, and you've seen it in college sports, high school sports, you know, all across different types of, uh, of um, groups and whatever, hazing. Where there's a point where hazing's fun. You know, maybe rough rolling. Hey, you're going to get promoted. So, hey, everybody, go hard on that guy today. Yeah, and that's, Which that's is almost standard. totally you know? acceptable yeah. and standard. Yeah. And then when it starts getting up the notch to this guy's like, oh, I'm going to go rough. I'm going to put him to sleep and wake him up, and then I'm going to do it again. Or I'm going to – so, like, I was watching him armbar him after he's not even yeah, that conscious. And I'm like, dude, you're going to – he has no ability to protect himself right now. What are you freaking doing? Like it, it was, I was pretty infuriating. Like I was pretty upset watching that that video. Like I said, my thought on it first was I was just kind of disgusted. Then the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, but what did this guy do that they would come at him that hard? Mm -hmm. Which again got me thinking, like you said, well, was the kid a douchebag or whatever? But then like it, it doesn't matter at that point what this guy did. First of all, he's a white belt. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it's like it just was excessive. Like I've never seen anybody get put to sleep. And it wasn't like, you know, normally when you get put out, like you kind of come right back. 
this guy was out, out and they were working to get him back there like he i mean the eyes his eyes were open but the, you know there was nobody home and even when he finally kind of started moving around you could clearly see that he was just not there and then here comes the same douchebag again and jumps on his ass and it was kind of like god damn like i don't know what this guy did but it just seemed like it was too much like i don't know how you justify that like and then to for people to videotape it and nobody's like doing anything to try to help this guy right. out um they're just kind of passing him around well not really passing him around it was just the one guy yeah. that kept coming for him that we saw in the video yeah yeah i mean yeah you're right we don't know what happened a, it wasn't that, that long of a video yeah but like that shit was was bananas man because I've, I've, like I said, I've never, and I, I wish I, we could have shared the video, but I think they finally, they, I think, I think they Hold took it, it down because yeah. I tried to watch it again right before here. Um, I don't know the backstory. Um, tell me a little bit about. You said you, you read. So I did read that the owner. I don't know if the owner has multiple gyms. If that's, if that's what the situation is, I'm not familiar with who the, with the name of the owner. I believe he's a Brazilian guy. But he did release a statement. Uh, absolutely saying that, uh, so I'm assuming he wasn't there absolutely saying he was he does not condone that behavior it is not acceptable in his gym I don't know I don't I don't know what his actions were I don't know if the students have been kicked out or temporarily kicked out or yeah. or what and I'm not even saying that the guy should be kicked out you know permanently maybe he should be you know told to leave the gym for a period of time to consider you know how he acts and, and whatnot um, there's different ways for professors to handle that or for gym owners to handle that I guess because well, I mean, maybe the guy's a good guy and he's just getting caught up in the situation and and uh, you know acting extremely inappropriately. Um, I don't know, but uh, he, apparently the gym owner was, you know, very much against what happened and didn't want because there was people calling for that gym to be shut down. There were yeah. several owners that said, "Hey, this gym needs to be shut down." And you know, it, it it's something to think about. I think one thing with jujitsu, I think we're all pretty protective of jujitsu itself. By how other gyms act. If we see another gym acting in an inappropriate manner, um, yeah, like the Lloyd Irvin situation a few years back. Yeah. Well, we've had other situations. Everybody gets out there pretty quick and, and wants that situation fixed. I, and I and I think that's kind of an honorable thing. It shows that most jujitsu gyms, their head and their heart are in the right place. And when they see somebody, you know, gosh, you know, doing something like that that kind of slanders jujitsu. It makes the, all of us look bad. And it's it, it makes an unsafe environment for students. Because I feel like I have a camaraderie with everybody who trains. So if I hear about somebody at another gym being abused, like I feel like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's one of our guys. Like, not, he may not train at Henzo's, yeah, but, but he's shit, he's a jujitsu yeah. guy, maybe even a lower, you know, lower belt. And I'm like, man, get the fuck out of there. Come train with us. Come train with someone we know that's a good place. You know, I want to I want to protect those people because I just, man, that, that was ugly. That was definitely ugly. Yeah, it was bad. Um, kind of bringing it back on a little bit on a on a lighter side. You know, you were talking about, I guess, consequences for that that guy, that student, or whatever. What they're gonna do to him, and um, kind of got me thinking. Um, there was a story a while back from a professor that we both know. <coughs> you may or may not remember uh -huh. this one, but one of the students was, you know, whatever, you know, just not do, doing things he didn't need to be doing. Right. I don't remember what, exactly what the details were that this guy did, but finally kind of came to a head. And my understanding of the story is that professor took this dude to the side and said, all right, look, here's your options. You can come back to the gym, but you can only watch for three months. You can't participate in the classes, but you can sit there and watch. Mm -hmm. 
or you can put on pajamas and row with me for five minutes. Those are your options. And the dude was like, I'll just leave. And the dude left. And it was kind of an interesting thing. I remember when I heard about it, because I was like, well, you put it back on him. You know, it's like either you sit there for, you know, three months, whatever it was, pay your dues and you get to watch and sit your ass down and don't participate. Or you can take a chance. I think I know what you're saying. I'm not. I, I, I didn't want to name anybody. You said, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why does it sound familiar? I can see your I eyes. I know who like, this wait, is. Wait, 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 wait. Why does it sound familiar? Real familiar. Well, you 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 probably know more details about the story than I do. Yeah. But um, I'm not gonna that, name that's any. That's a good name. example. And actually, I think that was handled it pretty well. Yeah, I think that you know, it's like, you fuck up, man. Like, there's always gonna be consequences, you know. Should be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's for having a good, strong gym owner, professor is really important. I think yeah. you have somebody who can set the standard, who, but he values the students and protects the students. I, it's such a, you know, that is such a uh, important position. It's so easily abused being a professor. Um, <clears throat> if and we see situations where it is abused, uh, but you know, if you get a good a good professor, good head of your school, man, it really sets the tone for the students and the environment. Uh, my favorite is still to this day, and and I. Kiss his ass all the time. I don't care. I don't care. He's he's an awesome guy. It's James Foster. He sets the he sets the, the 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 tone in that gym, and makes it a good, healthy place to be. Man, he's got the, the you got in his gym up in Seattle. It's such a wide diversity of people. It's much wider than I've ever seen. Like anything down here. If you go down here, we have a wide diversity of people in the sense of, yeah, people think a little bit differently here and there politically and whatever. Let me tell you something. Seattle, you have people who are extremely far left and extremely far right. And they all train in that gym. They all get along great. They're all friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not saying there's never been like little bitty issues here and there between people. You need to get a mass group of, of people doing something together. There's always going to be some yeah. stuff. But, I'm, he sets the tone. He does not accept anything other than respect. And he doesn't accept everybody who wants to train there. He turns people down. If he thinks they, they got a bad vibe or they won't contribute to the gym, yeah, they are not. he will not sign them up just be, just to have the money. And yeah. I know he's lost money just doing that. When I, maybe he hasn't lost money. Maybe he's actually gained money in the long run. Right. But uh, even if he hasn't, you know, it says a lot about him no i agree man and i think um you know the whole money thing losing or gaining it's like i feel like in the long run you do gain because it's like that whole thing you let one douche back in then there's maybe now there's two and three and then what are those two three students going to do to the rest of the core people they're gonna mm -hmm. why are these fucking assholes here like i don't even want to train here anymore because i don't feel safe i don't feel comfortable and now how many students are you risk losing because you didn't want to yeah. turn away that one trash yep. bag, you know? So now, nah, man, I, I respect it a lot, but you know, got me thinking kind of circling back is <laughs> you roll with them shit for years. Now, what if, uh, if old professor Brian came to you and said, Hey, you got, um, uh, maybe that's him right there. His ears are ringing. Hmm. Ringing like that phone. What if you, uh, what if you had? Yeah, it's on vibrate. Does uh, Samsung not have vibrate? I just no, or does it not follow commands? Phone. It's supposed to just do it on its own, but I guess it's not working very well. Maybe it's false advertising when you purchased it. So my, my phone doesn't do that, by the way. If I put it on silent, it stays, it, it silent. stays silent. It's well, amazing. You know, mine has a little bit more Skynet in it, so <laughs> clearly. But no, but what if you got that little? Hey, man, you fucked up. I'll tell you what, five minutes with me, or three months you sit on and watch. Uh, I'll take my five minutes. <laughs> 
I ain't seen out three months. Look, man, I don't, listen. First time I'll tell you. First time I ever roll with Brian, we gotta get Brian on the podcast because yeah. I'm, I got yeah Holly called me. She's like, how do you have Brian on? Well, because, like, well because he's he's teaching. On, right? Yeah, he's always teaching for one. <laughs> but uh, and he has to do it like on a set. We'll figure it out. But uh, uh, you know, and if we're not there, I mean, we all three can't be here. Yeah. Because then the gym will fall apart. True that. So yeah. sacrifices. But uh, no, nah, man. Let me tell you. The first time I ever rolled with Brian. And anybody who knows Brian Marvin or his role, actually, more particularly, not knows him because he's such a nice guy, you wouldn't necessarily realize it. But uh, anyone who's rolled with Professor Marvin, uh, Professor Brian, I feel weird saying Marvin, Professor Brian, uh, they know it's an experience, especially when he's ready to go. Yeah. And so the first time, I mean, the first time it was over at West Chase, and um, we were doing Nogi, and because he was he came over to start teaching Nogi, and. I would think I might have been a purple belt at the time. I think I, yeah, I was a purple belt. And so I was excited. Oh, you know, I was a purple belt. You're like really excited to ride with, roll with black belts because you can like almost keep up, but not quite. But you like to test yourself type. You know, you're feeling yourself a little bit of purple belt. Yeah. And um, so I remember rolling with him. And, bro, he starts hitting me with arm bars and freaking everything, you know, uh, Darce chokes out of everywhere. Uh, just everything like he's throwing the kitchen sink at me dude i don't know how many times and it's not like it's a uh nice submissions like yeah. it's powerful painful i i swear to god i thought i had said something about his mom and didn't know it dude <laughs> i didn't know what the fuck happened uh it was brutal but then i figured out after watching them and rolling with them a few times oh this yeah. is how you roll yeah you're not special it's so just like, like yeah. i've been doing i've been dealing with brian for Five years now, I think at least five years. I've been I've been training with him and under him, and I've had him go at me and just decimate me before, and then I've had him just take it easy and let me play, and uh, so like it would suck, and I'm pretty sure I'd be, you know, I I'd be out for like a week or two recovering, <laughs> but I still take that over three months sitting out. Yeah, uh, I but don't, it, it would it would be rough. Shit, it was two weeks for me without training. When we were on the cruise and. Fuck man, it was. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't wait, lay down some. Uh, let me tell you about. Do some sand jujitsu. Uh, no. I see all that beach jujitsu. You ever see beach jujitsu no, on the internet? No, that's not. That's that's that's, that's the true Brazilian. No, way. that's some bullshit. That's like the whole. Oh, fantasy. I seen Hicks and Gracie doing it. Well, let me tell you, that's like the whole fantasy about like having sex on a beach. There's nothing good about having sex on a beach that's or rolling on a beach. Really good point. It, there's nothing. It's <laughs> that's terrible, a really man. Good point. And you know, I'm sure. And so it's kind of like, let me tell you, the wifey packed two geese for us, just in case. I don't know why they never uh, got unpacked, or maybe they did. I never saw them, but it, it takes was like a lot of space too. Y- yeah, exactly. And you can't really roll because I mean they have like a little small area to work out. Oh, I want to pump the brakes right there. Your wifey packed two geese for you guys. How mm-hmm. fucking awesome is that? And you're complaining about I'm it. I'm not complaining. Hold I'm on. just saying no, that I'm I didn't some, have. I'm hearing some negative vibes <laughs> about like what, like what was she thinking? Well, it was a shit storm because hey Holly, was, that was <clears> awesome. Whatever. You're awesome. It was kind of a shitstorm because it did take up a lot of space. And I knew we've done this every year that we've been on a cruise and I've yet to ever put on these fucking geese. So I knew it was just going to be a waste of space, which it was. But like, yeah, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying, it's like we came back and I was feeling so restless after two weeks of night. Like normally I, I might go three days without training on a, on a bad week, mm-hmm. you know, but two weeks it was like. I was ready to punch on babies pretty much. Like yeah. I felt like, okay, I've got to get on the mats, but I was fucked up when I got back. My equilibrium was all jacked up and 
everything was still spinning because we had a we had it was kind of rough coming back but yeah i don't think i could sit out like dude it know. was funny like you left and it's like my mojo my mojo for training left because <laughs> like it's literally like the week that you weren't training at all i think you taught one day i caught like this chest cold like on sunday and uh, jacked me up all week yeah and then uh so you know i feel like the bromos podcast we got to be open with everybody that listens everybody knows us uh so lisa and i had broken up for a little bit and uh it was uh, it was pretty rough on me like i was not it, it hit me pretty hard and that that week uh the next week we start talking about getting back together and and uh we met up and and started going over some stuff so the next day i remember i was still reco- you know i'm still trying to deal with everything and i had a little session with uh uh, a little session with Barrett whiskey, barrel whiskey in the morning, which put me out for, <laughs> for the rest of the week. So I had about two weeks where I didn't train at all, which just coincided with your two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty, it, it was just kind of funny, but uh, I think what you had was fucking separation anxiety. Cause I wasn't around. Probably. I, dude, I, not only were you not there, my love of my life, I were having some, some, yeah. some discord and uh, I was getting sick and I might've been getting sick because of all this craziness, <laughs> which is very possible. And, uh, you know, but luckily everything is kind of coming right back track. together. We're getting back on the right track. You're back here. I feel like this is going to yeah. be, uh, this is going to be a good week, man. No, it is. We just gotta, I just gotta get back into it and get consistent again. Cause it was, it just sucked not, not training. And, uh, and it especially sucks cause my wife is a brown buzz. So it's kind of like, God damn, we could have, you know, went on the sand, like you said, or done some shit, but we didn't, we didn't, just shit, didn't do it just to around with it but i guess you're right you don't want sand like creeping up yeah, into your sand, like I'm nether regions and start getting that friction going nah, that shit look Dude. it looks real pretty when hickson does it but i'm like they're trying to get sand on me everything hickson so, does looks pretty dude. yeah it's true that speaking of hickson and jujitsu getting back to this did you watch any of the polarises from so yes once I, I and it was a busy week so i didn't know if i was gonna get it in but you definitely threw i didn't realize uh Wagner, I was Wagner Rocha, Rocha yeah. and uh, Ben Henderson were fighting. I didn't know that either until I pulled the sh- I'm I a big, I'm a big Ben Henderson fan. Yeah, like, I, I like him a lot. I've always liked him from his WC days and and all that stuff. And he's fun to watch. And so I thought, man, when you told me that you got to watch that fight, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Like I think Ben Henderson is a really nice match to Wagner Rocha's uh, physicality, and because he he's rough, he's a rough grappler, which makes him really effective. Plus, yeah. he's technically very good. Um, so was, I was I was excited to watch that. I had to watch it on my phone between stuff, but uh, I got it in, and man, what a fight, dude! That, I mean, yeah. it went down to the last less less than a minute left before. Yeah, it was like the, shit. Literally forty seconds left yeah. on the clock, and, and they were talking to each other too. Did yeah, you hear he that? told him he was like, "You're not gonna choke me with that shit," and talking shit yeah, to Rocha yeah, when was, he had his back. And Rocha like, smiling and talking back. Like I don't know if you know that he's developed a whole system. I don't know why he calls it. Python, or he calls it some weird. Py- the Python. Uh, oh. He calls it. Uh, Wagner calls the system something to do with a snake. smother. Python smother. Something Stupid. weird. Yeah. I, is that I, why I, they? Is that why the announcers kept calling it smother? They kept calling it something, but I just know you. I just heard it as muffler. All I hear was muffler. Yeah, that's, that's the one that kind of took off. And uh, sorry, Wagner. Yeah, muffler. man. But it was. Uh, it was probably one of my favorite fights of the night because. You know. I was like, when I saw the match, I was like, holy shit. I, I didn't even know they were fighting, in truth. But I remember when um, Benson went against uh, AJ Aguizar. He bullied AJ that whole fucking match and threw his ass around and yeah. had him in some really bad spots. And so I was like, well, this should be interesting because let, 
Wagner, he's like you said, he's super fucking rough, but Henderson, he's on another level on, with you know, technicality. Like, yeah, Hen- Henderson, I mean, he's a fucking former fighter, you know. So and he's no slouch. I mean, shit, I think he came in third at the ADCCs like in oh, 2016, no, no, no. 17 or something. Been here, and he's got hella good wrestling. Hell yeah, and uh, it was yeah. one of the funnest matches I've seen. Cause it was definitely a fun match. It was like it was really that classic tale of, you know technique versus athleticism and wrestling and it was just like i'm not gonna lie like i don't know if, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it but fuck dude it was i i actually like i watched that fight at least two three times because it was just like there was so much going on um i'm not gonna give away who who got it i'm sure you everyone already knows but go and watch it if you have ufc fight pass but that man and then of course fucking nick um nicky uh yeah that's his name Nikki right? Ryan. yeah, yeah. He um, went up against Imanari, who's a legend of the sport, and uh, 17-year-old kid, man, you know, against a legend. And Imanari was like, yeah, here, fucking went right into a leg entanglement with him when I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know that guy trains with Gordon Ryan, and, you know, um, you know that they all train on the same people because Imanari at the last Polaris got got, uh, heel-hooked by, um, why can I never remember his name? Uh, What's name? It's Gordon Ryan, Nicky Ryan, and the other one that's uh, MMA fighting now. Tony, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, uh, Freddie. Freddie. Uh, no, no, it's the one. It's the main one that was like started this whole Eddie thing. Eddie Cummings. Up. No, oh my God, Tony. <laughs> come, come. Uh, not coming. Now you got me saying, Tonin. Gary Tonin. Yes. <laughs> Why can we never can we edit his that? name? Can we edit that? I no. always forget his name. I, I always want to say Freddie. I always want to say Freddie when Freddie Tony or something for some oh, reason. Oh fuck! I'm gonna hear about this. Gary Tony. I'm sure my wife's gonna tell me like y'all are fucking. Well, oh, he's off doing. You know, he's all sparring yeah, one on FC man. now with uh, uh, MMA, so it's hard to keep. But like on. Tony fucking um, heel hooked and Minari, and I'm like, I don't know that you want to go into a leg entanglement with Nikki. They all train together, and uh, he did well, man. He did well, and then fucking Nikki got to his back, mm. and sh- that face crush, dude. It's fucking brutal. It's like nasty. when you watch it, like um, <laughs> it's like one of those moves where it's like, how do you even train that? Like I would feel like a total dig back doing that in my gym against somebody. Unless it, it was like straight up competition training, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, you know, fucking don't. You shouldn't have given up Dude, your but back. You know, I was thinking about this. Now, it's funny you bring that up. Like uh, you feel like a douchebag if you did that against somebody. And I, I don't remember who I was listening to. They were talking about great competitors, great grapplers, fighters. And one of the things they brought up, and I've always thought about this, and I think this is something that's always held me back, because believe it or not, I'm actually kind of a nice guy. Hmm. Uh, I know it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to fathom, but uh, the ability, and Lisa has this, and I've seen some other people with it, the ability to turn a gear on where you become a complete dick. You don't care about the other person while you're fighting them. You know what I mean? Like, there's, you will. There's just a, like a But are we gear. talking about in a competition setting? Yeah, in a competition or? setting. And, okay, and, but but, but you got to be able to do it in a in a training session as well. Like you have to have that gear because you can't just only have it in competition. Like if you don't ever hit that gear in training, you I don't think you'll ever hit that gear in a competition. Like you've got to have you got to know it's there. Yeah, and you got to be able to turn it on and just really be brutal to somebody uh, in the fight game. I really I I just I just I think you got to have it like. It, well, I, I just read an article about this. I think I sent it to you. It was about training aggressively. And, and the guy in the article basically goes on to say that, you know, what are the do's and don'ts? You know, he kind of talks about how he'd gotten really relaxed and comfortable in his gym. And then he went to Brazil and it was like he's rolling with blue belts and purples that are just destroying him because 
you know, these guys are competition training like every fucking yeah. day. It's not like they're not like America, which most of us are hobbyists at best. You know, these guys are trying to become world champs. And he kind of goes into the whole thing about like the benefits of training aggressively all the time. And I was I was thinking about that because it's kind of like, well, that's kind of a tough thing, you know, because one, I'm not competing. You know, I'm not trying to become a world champ. That's just I, I don't think about stuff like that, you know, anymore. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like when you row, how do you have that balance? Because my m one of the biggest concerns is always going to be injuries. And it seems like when you pick it up and they pick it up, there's always going to be that potential to like, are we going to be able to keep each other safe? Um, that gear. Anytime that you want to do any kind of competition training, you're absolutely right. Like I've got that gear and I'll fucking flip it. And I'll be like, OK, we're going to get after it like. This is going to be fucking nasty for everybody involved because this is what we're training for. Mm -hmm. Now, this is specific mm -hmm. competition training. Let's get after it. But when I'm rolling, unless we're in that kind of mindset, I don't normally go for nasty shit unless it's like some fucking douchebag mm -hmm. that, you know, mm -hmm. he's you got to kind of slow him down a little bit. Then maybe my go to will be belly down and I'm coming across your face to get a choke, you know. But it, it's it. But I, I don't I, I never do that to my actual training partner. It's always some douchebag that's either a visitor or just some guy, some guy that's just overzealous or mm -hmm. whatever. But I don't have that gear when it comes to my to just regular rolling. If it's competition, though. Yeah, especially if it's any kind of like circuit stuff or not circuit, but more um, positional training. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. anything that is involving like a competition yes i can flip it and i can go but i feel weird like you know going hard at my own training partners i feel like yeah you know we've talked about this like i appreciate that you're allowing me to be your training partner and letting me use your body to, to get better and vice versa it's like and i don't want to abuse that you know so it's kind of like but i don't know man it's like i said is what's that you guys i guess you just got to have that balance you know but I don't know these I think sometimes you know when you when you don't like you said get to that next gear every now and then you do you'll go to an open mat you'll go visit somebody's gym or somebody will come to your gym and you're gonna get fucking owned yeah. and then you're gonna start doubting yourself yep. your technique am I in the right place you know I thought I was better than this and it's like all those things creep in your mind but it's not it's your own fault because mm -hmm. you're not pushing yourself to that point you know yeah. and I'm not saying you got to do it every day but you got to figure out a way to get those sessions. I, you know in. what I think, and what's helped me, I think was was what started really helping me out is um, for a long time at uh, at my gym, and I came over with Brian. Like when he started that gym, I came over with him, and so it was like brand new gym, and I think I was pretty much the highest belt there. Other than that, it was mostly white belts. We had another purple belt there, Skyler, who's really good, um, and uh, maybe a couple of blues. That's it. So I had, and actually a lot of times it was just me and Brian, but, um, so I went a long time with just training with roller belts, like just a long time. And so for me to go, like I would come over to your gym every once in a while or someplace for me to train with belts on my level or above was not very often. And I just, I craved it because I knew I wasn't getting pushed the way I need to be pushed because it's too easy at my, at that level to dominate lower belts. And you don't really, you, I mean, you're not like you're not getting better. You're getting better, but you're not getting better at the same pace that people who are training with higher level right. people all the time are getting better. Um, 
And so, like, recently, like, within the last year or so, we really added on upper belts. And guys are getting better, too. You know, we got guys training longer. And it's finally starting to help me. I'm starting to feel it help me. Like, I'm feeling, like, now when I roll with another black belt or whatever, I feel pretty good. Like, for the most part, I feel pretty good. Depending on the black belt, obviously. But, like, black belts on our, on our well, the white belt, the black belts. Hmm. I feel pretty good about that. I usually do pretty well. Um, and in brown belts or purple belts, I feel way better. Um, you know, guys from other gyms than I did in the past. I would feel like I, I feel a little bit behind. I wasn't used to their intensity and their technique because I wasn't getting that on a regular basis. And then we're rolling with Brian. He's such a big guy who's such a power guy. But yeah, I was getting tougher. Like I'm very tough to submit. Like I can deal with a lot of pain and pressure and uncomfortableness. I'm really good at that. But I wasn't getting the time to learn to work technique against a high technique guy under under uh, resisting uh, situations fighting somebody you know mm -hmm. so like it's really helped me out having the same level people around me a little bit above a little bit below, you know yeah. in the same you know hemisphere uh to train with it's really made a difference for me as far as that. and that's those are the people you can kind of turn it up with at a certain level and really get what you need and uh, like i'm i noticed it really this is when i really noticed it going with like with you with sid uh with uh, now we got uh, um, Chris, yeah, Chris. Uh, who's really tough. We've had JT, but what I've noticed is when I saw I'll go with you guys, right? And those are always really, really difficult roles. And then so I'll go say with a purple belt or a brown belt or another black belt from another gym. Now I feel that. Now I feel it. Like I feel the difference as far as my level. Like now my level's better because I'm getting pushed on a regular basis. So this guy's not bringing anything to me that I'm not used to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And man, that's made a huge difference for me. And it's it's hopefully it's gonna. I'm hoping this year it helps me with turning that switch when I go to fight. Because I do feel like that's been one of my issues is turning the switch on uh, when I'm fighting someone in a competition, getting that switch turned on, man. Because I know I just I have you know I have a lot of things that go that are that are I have an advantage on when I fight somebody. But man, sometimes it's hard to flip that switch and and get to that that real true aggressiveness that you need to, to win a fight. No, I hear you. Um, just to recap, though, I do want to make sure I understood you're better since I've joined Henzo Gracie, which I said I would do when I um, made my announcement. Is that yes, that okay. is correct. I, I you just heard that. Sure that I have I, no qualms in admitting that. You, I, you are making it was me. Kind of, you were talking about. You name dropped a lot of people, but I was like, oh, I think he. I believe I named me. you first, though. You did. You I did. named you first. Um, You're number one. I didn't really hear anything after that. I just want to make sure. <laughs> um, no, but um, it's it's been fun, man. So I'm I'm just I'm excited and I'm excited to see what you're gonna do this year. So <clears throat> we see. It's a big year. I gotta be honest with you. I'm not sure how much I'm gonna get compete this year now. Got a lot of stuff on the uh, horizon with some things, but um, I'm definitely still going to do Worlds and probably pick up a couple local IBJJFs. I think Austin's Where gonna, is, is Worlds gonna, this year? Is it the same place? Vegas. Say, Jesus well, Christ. Hold on, because I heard... Jesus I, hold Christ, up. Ronnie. Myra was saying she wanted to do Pan Ams. That's in Irvine. Okay, that's what threw me, because I was like... That's in March. I didn't know if it was the same thing or whatever, so I was like... Oh. Don't know if I'm going to be able to make... If Lisa and I are going to be able to make uh, Pan Ams, which kind of bums me out, because... We might, but uh, I really like to see her compete at Pan Ams. I think Lisa has the ability to really do some some damage at Blue Belt. Um, so we'll see though. Might need money for other things this year, so 
Well, I don't know. But uh, for sure, I know Houston, I think, is in the beginning of, of March. Yeah. So we'll do Houston Open, uh, Austin. So I got, you know, we'll do some stuff. We'll get some tournaments in before um, Masters Worlds. Can't miss Masters Worlds. Masters Worlds is just so much fun. It's really turned into a really cool event. Hopefully you guys will. Yeah, no, we talked about it, it last night, in fact, because um, I talked about it, you know, a while back that I th- this year I'd like to go to Worlds just to kind of see. You know, mm-hmm. I've never I've never been. It's a good time. If nothing else, man, I'm more, I, I'd like to go just sell the merchants because I know there there's a lot Dude. of gee drops. Showreel did a gee drop this last year, and I missed it because, and I don't even hate that I missed it because uh, Lisa and I were in a Corvette with a top down exploring uh, the <laughs> desert. It was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, so I don't, I don't admit, uh, I'm not upset about missing that, but I did have an inside track due to our professor to get one of those geese if I had showed up, but yeah. uh, it just didn't happen. No, I, just, I heard there's a lot of cool stuff that goes down and a lot of things that get revealed. So a lot of cool seminars, you know, from what I'm I've seen. I'm not into the seminars, man. They do have some good seminars, but they're so packed. There's so many people there. Yeah, so when they have a seminar, they got lots of mats all over the place. And the weird thing is, like, you know, they'll have, like, the biggest names. And Dracula did one last year. I think Shanji did one. And, all you know, Sal, all the big names are doing seminars because they're all there. You know, Alf Gracie. You see them all. Henzo was there two years ago, I think. Um, so the, And he did a seminar. So, like, they're, the biggest names are doing seminars there. It's cool, except for so many fucking people want to do it. So you got, like, 70 people on, on one of those mats yeah. while they're doing a seminar. And, you know, good luck seeing the technique <laughs> much less you know having him come over and correct you while you're doing the technique yeah. so uh i don't think i think the seminars are pretty cheap when you go but um uh, i don't even know if they charge i think they charge something but it's not much um but yeah i'm not that crazy about seminars but what's awesome is this is the best part and you'll enjoy it because you've developed a lot of friendships through jujitsu as well and now that the bromos is kind of blowing up i know that it's no gonna we deal. might yeah, it's gonna Worldwide be a little crazy for us. Prestige, but go ahead. It might be a little crazy for us, so we yeah. might have a lot of people coming up. I might need you to shield some people so I can get warmed <laughs> up. Cause I, you know, anyway. Uh, but what's gonna be cool is you'll see a lot of friends that you've made throughout the years, uh, competing or just hanging out, and you get to visit with them. You get to cheer on the people that you know. That's one of my favorite parts, man. It's just being able to cheer on your friends and 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 people you know out there, you know, yeah. that you've met, because you'll see them all out there, and it's. Super exciting! It's it's my favorite event of the year by far. Pan Am's is fun, but it's more intense. Um, people are more intense. It's it's just a it's a different vibe. a little bit different vibe. Masters is fun, but everybody's just in such a good mood to be there. It's kind of hard to hard to explain. It's a good time, man. I really hope you guys make it. Yeah, we'll see. We talked about it. like I said. Li- we literally just talked about it last night. So hopefully we can we can work that we'll in. Make this shit happen. It's either gonna be that or another fucking cruise, you know. So. Well, I'm just partial cruises. Why don't you do a grappler's cruise? What, what, what I, I, I told you I, I owe her that when we, we booked it one year and then we didn't end up going for some reason. And I think that's the best of both worlds, you know, actually go on a fucking cruise and do jujitsu like, on the boat. Yeah. Would it be like, weird? But you don't feel the boats move, huh? Um, or do you? OK, so full disclosure, you normally don't. They have stabilizers. It's pretty high tech shit. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie to you, man. Every now and then. You'll hit some rough water. Like when we were coming back um, from Jamaica, uh, it was bad. Yeah. I've, I've never been on a boat that rocked as hard as this one did. Um, it was bad. Like we were at dinner and people were just blowing chunks, bro. No way. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a quick little story. Yes. I, I know we got to get to the questions, but um. Holly's doesn't do well 
with vomit. <laughs> I would imagine like most people yeah. don't. I can deal with it when it's my kids because you got to go to daddy mode, you know, and do what you got to do and take care of your kid. But I'm not going to lie. It's hard, man. I got you. So Holly and I are sitting at dinner and we're like this. And uh, I look over and about a few tables down, there's a kid filling up cup after cup. His mom's holding him. Mm. You know, she's holding him. Fine lady comes over with a bag to try to help him out. So that happens, right? So then a few minutes later, and I'm looking at all this. I'm Mm. sucking down lemons Mm. and um, salt because I'm trying to just hold it together. You smell it? No, no, thank God. So it was like, it was further down. So I see this and I'm immediately trying to, I go into Stevie Wonder mode. I'm just looking <laughs> everywhere but here, bro. So that happens. A few minutes later, um, Luke says that the girl behind my wife, no. um, she heard her mouth on the table. So I look over and I immediately see that this little girl has blown chunks <laughs> all over herself. But Luke didn't catch that. He, for whatever reason, thought that she bumped her face on the table. <laughs> And I know my wife, dude. I know how bad she is with vomit. <laughs> so Holly hears this and she goes to turn around. And I went into the weirdest dad mode ever. I go, Holly, Holly, <laughs> literally slapping my finger at dinner. Hey, right here. I need you right here, right now. And she looks at me and I was like, listen to me. I was like, right here. I was like, don't turn around. And she goes, oh my God, oh my God. Is that what I think? And I was like, listen to me, listen to my voice. I was like, do not turn around. There's nothing for you to see that. I was like, you stay right here with me. And I can see her starting to go into that mode. And I'm like, oh, my God. Luckily, she held it together. She didn't turn around. And then it brings in some like specialist dude, like in like a suit, pretty much, because one thing that that'll blow your mind about being on a boat is like the cleanliness. Like you don't walk into any room without washing your hands. They're always handing you um, Mm -hmm. those wipey things or whatever they are. <clears throat> and, it, and it has to be because if something breaks on in a boat, it spreads, you know, you're in a boat. You yeah, know? So I've heard about that. They bring in this guy and you can't touch it because you don't want to get spread or sick or whatever. But this one was was rough. Like, I don't know. Um, apparently, it's always this when you when you come back in to Galveston. I don't remember any of the other trips being like this, but it was rough. Like multiple people were just throwing chunks. And my purpose in life was just to get my wife to not see it. I managed to, we managed to make it through dinner. She didn't see anything she didn't need to see. And as we're walking out, dude, the only pathway out, somebody blows chugs all over the floor, bro. And I'm like, fuck me. But luckily they, they saw, they put a a towel down and we kind of had to walk through the kitchen pretty much to get out. But it was a little bit rough. Like, uh, and I don't mean to tell you to discourage you that, but that's never happened. You've not told me one good thing about this trip yet. Well, you know, you tell, you almost lost your hand. No, it was it was everybody's a good trip. vomiting on the trip. It was boat. it was good. Like I said, it's it's good to get away and just kind of recharge. Um, this trip was a little bit longer for me than any other trip because it was seven days, and uh, right around day three, I was already feeling like, okay, I'm ready to get off this damn boat. Yeah. But the only reason is because our di- our kids totally ditched us. They didn't want to hang out with us, which has never happened. Did they hang out with Mickey Mouse? Well, no. They had a kids club, yeah. and they could go up there and just do K-M-I-C-E, all kinds of stuff. K-E-Y. Did you watch that when you were a kid, Mickey Mouse Club? I'm not a Disney guy to begin with. Oh. I don't know. Like, I've never watched any of the movies. Like, I watched the new stuff, like the Pixel stuff or whatever, but not like the old stuff, like the old original shit. Um, so we suck when we do trivia, and it has to do with Disney. Cause I can't I'm believe just, like, Holly hasn't made you watch, like, all of it. No, she's actually good about that. Like, um, I've never wanted... The Cinderellas and and Pinocchios and all that shit. I know, I know. Maybe one day I'll sit down with the kids, but 
but it was good, man. It was good. But like I said, the, the, the thing that we did wrong on this one was one, I wasn't expecting my, my kids to ditch me. Like by day two, they were just kind of like, no, nah, we're just going to go hang out in the kids club. And this was the third time we've been on this specific boat. Mm. So now we're like, okay, next time we're definitely going to go to Florida. We're going to get on a bigger different Disney boat, boat different boat, new mm. boat. And you know, that'll kind of rekindle the experience, I think, because, <clears throat> and I did tell wifey, I'm like, hey, next one, it's got to be five days. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Seven, seven seems long. Seven, it's not bad. If um, I think if we were had been on a, on a on a on a on a different boat, it wouldn't have been bad. But because we've been on this one, it was just kind of like, nah, fuck that, man. I'm, I'm done with this boat at this point. But it was good, man. It was yeah, it was a good time for the most out. part. I know Lisa wants to do a cruise, and uh, so. we've talked about doing a Christmas cruise. So well, what maybe. kind of questions you got today? Get to it. Um, all right, man. So we got some. Uh, I put it out there earlier this morning, and got some good responses. And uh, for questions from the, I don't even know what you'd call them from our listeners. That sound weird. That sounds weird for me to say. That. I just say friends of ours. Um, from our stalkers, our followers. Mm, you said that, not me. So we'll start with. Uh, let's get a good one here. Uh, so actually, this one comes from my uh, partner. Detective Nix. The one that tried to choke me out in the car? First time I ever met him? Yeah, with those giant uh, bear claws. Yeah, big guy. He's a big guy. That's what I hear. Um, He said, has your bromance blossomed lately? (laughs) (laughs) And I would say, yes, it has. It has blossomed more and more since we've been able to train together and hang out more together. And then, um, what is it? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's exactly. Two weeks apart. Oh, it was crushing me. Yeah, man. So tell him that's a fucking yes. That's an affirmative yeah, tell him don't weeks. be peanut butter and jellies. Uh, he probably he is. might be. He might be. He's been texting me all day. Yeah. He's actually oh, a little him, under the tell weather. Tell him appreciate helping out Holly too. Oh, oh that was awkward. That was just got real yeah, awkward. Yeah, yeah let's move on to the next about what happened with that. So anyway, we'll just talk about that when you get back <laughs> next week. He's on vacation. No, he's dealing with some uh, issues. Ah. Uh, some uh, some uh, it's. He's got a little neck issue, kind of flared up on him, so he's at the yeah. he's trying to get his face fucking right old as balls. So yeah, it makes sense. He is old as balls. This is true. Yeah. This is true. What so. else you got for me? All right, uh, Jeffro, you know Jeffro Molino mm, teaches with uh, Tim Kennedy Sheepdogs. Oh, uh, they do those those combative courses and all that. Yeah, I've seen him. Police officers. He's he's a. Uh, I've made friendship with him. He's a, he's a good dude. He uh, he's a police officer up in kind of outside, I believe, Colleen. Trains at uh, oh, what's this? Travis Moore's gym. Okay, a little bit. I think that's where he trains. And uh, really good dude. He's come down here to train with us before. Um, Wait, what belt is he? He's a brown belt. But oh, okay, no, I'll don't let that fool you. No, 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 I'll see about somebody else. <laughs> he's legit. Uh, I think he's won worlds at uh, at Nogi at a purple belt level. He's he's really good. Um, he wants to know why guard pulling sucks. So that's a great question. Um, <laughs> Ask Mike Columbus. He'll, and we need to get him on, by the way. Yeah, I was talking to him last Sunday, as a matter of fact. So, I don't. I know you didn't have a chance to watch it, but one of the things I did watch this weekend also was the EBI. It was the. I uh, not had a chance yet. It was all the the girls, which was kind of cool to watch. But I was worried about who was making sandwiches. But that's neither here nor there. Uh. <laughs> so, I remember this one particular fight. These uh, these two girls were getting after it, and they were standing, you know, jockeying for a position. And one of them jumps guard. Well, the other chick wasn't. I don't know if she wasn't ready or what the hell happened. But you clearly see that the chick that jumps guard lands kind of like in a weird way. And the girl that catches her weight, you see her leg buckle. And she goes straight to the ground. And you see her you see her knee bending the way it shouldn't have. 
and not only is her weight on her own knee, but now this other person's mm, weight. It's and, the worst. You know, um, Danaher talks about this a lot that you make um, they we we demonize you know heel hooks, but we're still we're still letting people pull guard or jump guard jump I should guard. say. And I, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I agree with him 100%. Like, if it, if it's some shit that you want to get rid of and make illegal, do that. Yeah, I agree. You shouldn't be able to fucking jump to guard because, you know, I remember watching that video of Columbus when that dude fucking jumped guard on him and fucking blew his shit out. And you've seen it. You could Google it right now, and it's just it'll make you fucking vomit. It's like, I just think it's, it's, it's one of the most dangerous things that happens in jiu-jitsu. One, it's like, dickhead learn learn a takedown you know learn one takedown at least and just drill that shit and at least give it a shot you know but jumping guard it's like it annoys me just for a simple fact that it just seems like it's lazy shit but then two it's like the danger factor and if, if you land on somebody just wrong um you're gonna fuck your shit up hell i remember um i was training with um you know Rashad uh Rashad yeah, Malik? Rashad, yeah yeah good good guy you know and known him for years and um Shit, I think we all started together at Elite, if I'm not mistaken. He started a little bit behind us. Because, I, you know, I remember with Rashal, not to cut your story off, because I used to always lift before. Yeah. Um, I know you never went to the weight section. That's the gym. fucking stupid. But uh, anyway, that. I would lift before, and he was always, you know, lifting. You know, he's a little swole dude. <clears throat> and uh, he was always asking about jujitsu. And I remember after about a year or so, he finally was like, I'm going to give it a shot. No, oh, so there. you got him into the whole I would. I, 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 I don't like to, like, it? just throw it out there. But, yeah, I, I am the one that is uh, – I, I, I like to think I'm probably responsible for all the success he's had since then, winning all those fights and and, and his his MMA career that's really taking right, off. Right, right. I don't like to just take credit for it like that. But, yeah, I guess you could just – you could put that on my doorstep. Yeah, everybody, nice. you're welcome. You're welcome, Michelle. Well, when he was still here um, – I'm sorry, when Hanan was still here and had um, his gym, I used to go train with him every now and then with Sid. We'd all go visit. And um, I remember I was running with, with uh, Rashad, and we were standing, and he jumped guard. I'm lying to you. It wasn't even that he jumped guard. He snagged. He, he did like a snap down, and he, and he snatched my neck because he's got a really good guillotine. And just as I kind of was brought to create space and try to separate his hips from mine, he jumped into a full guillotine. So he wasn't jumping guard. He right. actually snatched my neck while we were standing and then jumped in to try to finish. And when he did, I caught the brunt of his weight on my right leg and it buckled my leg and boom, I went straight to the ground. And I remember immediately when my knee hit the ground, I was like, oh fuck, I just blew my fucking leg out. And that was one of the scariest, <clears throat> you know, I've trained with, you know, for a long time with a lot of people and I've been caught in some fucked up, scary submissions, mm -hmm. you know, heel hooks, whatever. But I don't think I was ever as scared as that moment when Rashad hit me with that with that guillotine mm -hmm. jump because I just remember feeling like my leg it just it bent the wrong way. Yeah. I tried to stand up and I had I couldn't put weight on it. Luckily, I didn't. I mean, I never went to get a check, of course, like all jujitsu guys. But I just remember thinking like when I look back in over ten years of of, of training jujitsu that that particular moment stands out as my number one moment where i knew like this is bad like mm -hmm. my knee is it had to explode and luckily it didn't um i just think it's dangerous man i just think like yeah. you've seen so many bad things happen when people jump to guard like and it's funny because that i remember that was one of the first things we learned you know uh at elite with force you know but but his the way he did it was 
I'm not gonna try to make a double standard here, but it was it was different than what the way he taught it just seemed like it wasn't like you were even jumping to and having having people catch you. It was more like a momentum move where it's hard to explain the way Forrest taught it, but it was it was a different way of jumping guard where it was like you didn't you weren't that high, so you don't have to worry about slamming yourself. You know your partner that, that was catching you. You really didn't have to worry about laying on them mm-hmm. wrong. It was just a different way that he taught it. But I, I don't know, man. I think that I just to answer his question. I think it's dangerous. I just I've seen too many bad things happen with it. First of all, do some squats and deadlifts. Here we go. And uh, your leg there. would not buckle when 130 pound Rashal Malik Malik uh, jumps on you because he's a little dude. I don't know if everybody knows this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know he he makes himself. You know he's got he's swole, but yeah, he's yeah. more like uh, Henry Cejudo swole. Yeah, you know, he's mm. still a little guy. Yeah. So yeah, squats and deadlifts might fix that. Number one, but uh, number two, I think it is a good point. I think it's one of those moves where I would say, hey, unless you're like, <clears throat> it's a, I think as weird as it sounds, maybe it's a brown belt nut move. Brown belt up, you're at a level where people aren't, it's not spazzy the way someone will do it. Um, mm, that's a good point. And so maybe, because I think guard pulling is part of jujitsu. Well, wait, let's make sure we're clear. Is his question guard pulling or guard he jumping? He just said, why guard pulling sucks. See, I, I took the question as jumping guard. So I've been talking well, about jumping be guard. A, well, in a, in a way that's pulling guard. You're pu- technically kind of pulling, you're jumping guard, but it's still like a type of, guard pulling right you're going into a guard yeah you're pulling him into your guard you're just jumping into it okay let's say let's look at it this way let's say from a self-defense aspect terrible idea right so Fuck if you yeah. jump guard it'll slam you on your back and crack yeah. your head open right if you pull guard they're gonna start pounding you in the face and you're gonna take some shots now if you got a really good guard game you're willing to take that you right? maybe take yeah. a couple shots you can handle it and then get to what you want to get to but uh yeah, I would say from a self-defense standpoint, which is probably where he's going because he's huge, you know, with, with, with what he does. He's very big on teaching self-defense. Um, you don't really want to be on the bottom, you know, like typically self, typical self-defense situation. Uh, the best part about jiu-jitsu is you know how to get out of being on bottom is yeah. the best part as far as self-defense goes usually. But, uh, yeah, guard pulling sucks because unless you're doing sport jiu-jitsu, it's a really bad place to be is what I would say. I hope that answers your question, Jeff, or I hope that's what you were looking for. So, shit, I'd like to hear back from him. And, and is he teaching, you know, guard pulling in his? I doubt it. Uh, Jeff, looking at him, I doubt it. Yeah. He's a. Uh, because it's an interesting question. It sounds like something he would never actually do or teach. I would say, I'm, this is what I'll say with him. He's very well rounded. I'd bet he, it's not that he would never teach it. He would never teach it in a self defense aspect. Fair as enough. far as just competition wise, I'm sure. Yeah, look, competition wise, if you got a really, if you got a good guard game, pull guard, get to your strength, right? Yeah. But if you're looking at self defense, um, you know, I, it's a terrible idea. And I think that's a that leads into why when you're training, don't get too much in the habit of pulling guard. You got to learn how to do some takedowns. Yeah. You know, so that if you're on a street situation, you're not lost, unless you're in guard. You know, I think there was a there was a good video of a. This kid that got into a confrontation at like a gas station with the older black. Well, oh, and he couldn't older, get the guy. Older down. white guy. Yeah, he couldn't get him down. Yeah, I he saw thought he was video. a badass, but then he couldn't get him down. He did at the end, but then people were bringing it up. But the point, you know, the guy was a, a much larger man than him. He was big, yeah. And he didn't, you know, that dude was just pushing him off, and he didn't have an answer for it. And, um, you know, because he he probably hasn't trained takedowns enough. If he had trained a lot of takedowns, was was pretty pretty uh, good at takedowns. Sure, could have got you could have taken that guy down a lot quicker and gotten into a good position, but yeah, that's a good example. In the self defense situation, you ain't pulling guard. It's a terrible idea. Shit, 
just unless you want to defend, maybe you're trying to break somebody's fist with your face. That's your strategy there on the street. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I saw a movie a one question. time where they hit him on the top, hit him on the top of the head, and like oh, they yeah. were breaking their hands. Yeah, that's I mean, a, that's usually what I do. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. was in that yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah. called The Gladiator yeah, or some shit like so, that. So I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I mean, fucking I just, brain damage. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, for I mean, me? let's see. Uh, okay, these are. I think some of these are kind of cop related, but I think you have a you would have a good opinion on. Nope. Uh, <laughs> see that anti police? <laughs> just so you know, he drives a <laughs> no shit a rig. <laughs> <and> he, <laughs> oh, I got. I didn't even tell you my story about your. I'll tell you in a minute. We'll have time. Uh, all right. So, need advice on spreading jujitsu at his police department. So, this is what I did, and it's it's actually worked. My chief has come to me, and he's and I'm working on it now. Wants me to develop a jujitsu program for uh, our department for our police officers, and I just what I do is what you see. I'm putting it out there all the time. I'm talking about it all the time. I'm being a good example to my the people at my police department where I work. I'm always inviting them to train with us. Um, I'm very vocal about how beneficial jujitsu is for police right. police officers. Eventually, that gets up, it gets around. When I got my black belt, my chief was there, um, and so he kind of got to see really what it's about, you know. And <clears throat> he got to hear Brian talk and see some of the other guys, and and so I think it really kind of opened his eyes up to man, this is a this is a big deal, and this is this could really help my police officers. So. Uh, I just was very vocal about it, constantly talking about it, talking to my my the the my upper heads uh, about it, my bosses about it, letting everybody see it constantly. Uh, you know, posting it on social media and, and just being vocal. And I think it's really it's yeah, it took ten years, but hey, yeah. So what? It's, I'm, it took me ten years to get good enough to, be able to teach police officers. To be quite honest, so yeah. uh, you know now it's coming back, and I'm getting a chance to to get guys involved and in, in learning and and. I think it's going to be real beneficial for for our department. That's what if if you were, do you have an opinion on that? Is there? I mean, I've always thought about it, just simplifying it in that if you already have someone that trains jujitsu, you know, have a day where it's like, hey, you know, today's bring your buddy to class day or whatever. Right. You know, I feel like if you just have like if you just kind of make it to where, hey, on this day, you know, um, we're being encouraged to bring you know someone in to try out a class um, and then maybe that man you can tell them hey and also if you want to bring somebody with you that'd be cool too you mm-hmm. know and if he wants to bring somebody whatever but i just think that you know on a smaller scale if you can just get that one person in then maybe that's kind of where you kind of right, start getting the right. ball rolling i because I, I think like you know um you know like i was telling you last night uh we were closing up and then this guy was being told a creeper looking inside the glass and looking at the schedule and you know I went out there and grabbed them and we ended up spending like 40 minutes together and it was just kind of like we forget sometimes that the fucking amount of courage that it takes to walk into a fucking gym bro it's hard we've talked about it and it's like that's the hardest fucking thing you know um to actually say okay you know what i googled this shit oh it's not far from me well let me go check them out and actually getting your ass up and going to visit a school like if you've done that much, it's like that's huge, you know. So, I think the biggest thing with jujitsu is just getting somebody in the door, you know, f- sparking them. Like you said, just constantly over ten years, just planting that seed and planting mm-hmm. that seed and planting that seed, and then just figure out a way to get them into the gym, which yeah. is just in, you know, hey, tomorrow, you know, yeah, be in. I'm gonna say, be an example. So, we were talking earlier about. 
kind of a poor example of jujitsu with that guy that was brutalized as a student. Be an example. Be someone that people look at and go, "That's a representative of jujitsu. That's a rep. That's something I want." Uh, if, if you want your chief to go, I want people emulating you. They like they see you, and everybody says, "Man, that guy's got his shit together. He trains. He's fit. Uh, we know he can handle himself." And you know, I've been. I want to know. I don't know if I would say fortunate or unfortunate, but I've had some situations at work where I was able to utilize jujitsu real effectively, yeah. and people got to see that and realize, like, "Oh shit, this is super effective." Um, but be the example. So, like, don't you know if you're preaching jujitsu, but you're sloppy, you're out of shape. You know they're gonna look at you like those fake uh, personal, black, you know those those yeah. fake personal trainers or yeah. those those uh, McDojo McDojo black belts that are you know they're three hundred pounds and no muscle, no physical fitness at all, mm-hmm. but they're trying to tell you how to defend yourself. That's how they're gonna look at you. But if they look at you like, man, this guy's fit. This guy clearly takes it seriously. Yeah, and uh, you know. He's, you know, we get to see an example of, of it. I think that'll that'll help you out quite a bit. Well, I, I come from the other side of it where I feel <laughs> like I, I like to have my dormant muscle here um, yeah. laying in wait to, to activate. And it encourages Dude, the guys with the dad bat. Dod, what is it? Uh, dad bots. <laughs> someone told me about you. And I, I, I can't remember who it was. They're like, damn, Roddy's a lot stronger than he looks. <laughs> 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 well, there's something you don't hear every day. Dude, yeah. They did. I was like, Ronnie's good, man. He's good. He's got that. He's got that kung fu panda style on you, dude. If I can put that weight on you, you don't know what happened. Man, the funniest thing to me is like um, when I do certain moves to like you know these youngsters, and then like maybe a flashy move, and you end up on their back or a weird scramble, and you end up like in a dominant position. I love to just look at it and be like, mm-hmm. don't don't get it twisted. I just look like this. I can move, man, for an old dude. Like, and and it's always a funny thing because you just see that look on her face, like, what the fuck? How is this? Mother- How is this guy on my back? All of a sudden, it's like, you know, like the whole, oh, you know, Ronnie's stronger than he looks. It's like it's kind of like. It's fucking leverage, bro. We've been doing this yeah, shit for ten yeah. years. I mean, we know what it is. Yeah, but you mistake pressure and and and, and uh-huh. leverage for strength because yeah. it's like it feels like yeah because you're bigger than me probably yeah. you're longer than i am hey that's what she said yeah. but you you don't under, you don't understand the leverage of it like we do yeah. so it comes across like oh man this fucker's strong it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when you tell me that i'm strong that makes me laugh because i i heard it from um a brown but an open mat recently and i was just kind of like i've been told a lot of things being that strong is one not of one of them on me like <laughs> Never have I been accused of being strong, you know. So uh, it's it's it, that's a funny compliment. I'll take it though. Fuck it. So uh, let me see. What was the last one? Okay, this is a good one. What is your favorite jujitsu sub? And you you could you could definitely uh, chime in on this one. What is your favorite jujitsu submission that covers o- that crosses over from training to real life? And then he was actually referring more to police work. Yeah, no. But I, this will this will work for stuff like no. To I've, the street. I can I can definitely help on uh, answer on this one because. Um, my favorite submission, hands down, that will apply towards, um, you know, uh, sports or, you know, street is the old boss face Kimura. And uh, it's just one of those positions where once you get them on their side, once you kind of get that double, you know, wrist control and you've got that Kimura grip, you know, in a sports situation, there's so many different ways of finishing it. There's so many, even if you can't get the Kimura, you know, some people will grab on, they got that death grip. There's so many different ways of finishing that I love from that position. That's actually my favorite position. But from a self-defense standpoint or on the street scenario, it's like 
once you get that two on one and you're pushing it back into their body, you know, isolate the other the other arm with your knee, shin on bicep or whatever. It's kind of like they're not going anywhere, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're sitting on their face, so it's kind of like. How demoralizing is that? Now you're going to jail, and the last thing you remember is my sweaty balls on your head. Like, <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so it's kind of like, well, um, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's <laughs> my, I see what you did there. <laughs> Took me a minute, but I, I caught you on the end. No, but that's, that's literally probably my favorite all-time submission mm -hmm. is the old boss face Kamara because, like I said, from a sports standpoint, there's so many variations. There's so many different finishes that you don't even have to finish with that arm. There's so many chokes you can go into. And from a street scenario, like I, I can't think of another position that gives you such dominance and control over, you know, a suspect that's fighting you on the street. Mm -hmm. um, you isolate one arm, you have the other. They're not gonna be able to reach for your your weapon, hopefully. Um, but that would be my vote. Is is just gonna be the Kimura from from top? Yeah, I 100% agree on that one. Uh, that's a great. The uh, Kimura grip is fantastic for weapon retention, for controlling someone's body, for positioning, for handcuffing um, in the police world. And if you're in a fight on the street, it's a great way to control someone's body to cause some damage to someone's shoulder, maybe take out an arm. Yeah. Um, uh, but I will say a second one, and, and I'll actually, I may actually put this one above it because I've actually had to do it, done, I've done it twice. Uh, it's a old rear naked choke. Ain't nothing like putting somebody to sleep. Finishes the fight immediately. So you develop a good rear naked choke. Game over every mm. time. So I, I always go to that one. But uh, yeah, Kimura for me is, is an, a huge part of, of, of what I teach when I'm when I'm teaching uh, defensive tactics. Now RNC though, that is state by state or city by city so or municipal by municipal. Good point. We'll, we'll uh, this is a good point. So the way it works is here in Texas. For you to use a rear naked choke, and it's, in my opinion, extremely stupid because we know rear naked chokes are extremely effective and very safe yeah, if, if you you're trained right, yeah. and, you've done, and you do them correctly, um, even with a resistant opponent. Um, but the way it works in Texas, because it's considered a deadly force move, so you have to be in a situation where serious bodily injury or death, you have to articulate that there's a possibility of serious bodily injury or death, which in the two times I've used it, I could articulate without any problems. Um but you better be able to articulate it. So it's, uh, yeah. But there are some states, and, there, and, no, and I'm going to rephrase that. There are uh, places here in Texas where they teach it as a as a standard uh, move. But again, they still got to fall under that those guidelines right. for the use of force. But yeah, it is state by state. And there are some states that are definitely more lenient with it. It's coming back. It was banned for a while, and it had a lot to do with uh, misuse of the, of the choke. In the 70s, it was really before we had really truly, we didn't have the level of knowledge available back then that we do now. So you probably had, and I can just tell you this from the police world, the defensive tactics you learn in, in the police academy and, and the stuff that they used to teach is terrible. Like they teach Krav Maga, teach Aikido, teach freaking joint locks. And, and you know, we, yeah, we use them in jujitsu, but we use them with body control. Right. They'll do it like they're trying to do like a wrist lock and not have no other control of the body. It does not yeah. fucking work. You know, they, they think you're going to Steven Seagal people and Steven Seagal doesn't even Steven Seagal people. Watch yourself. So, well, I take it back. Yourself. Actually, I do take that back. I actually <laughs> heard he's actually very high level at his time, but uh, Good save. I, do, I didn't want that knock on my door. Up, <laughs> See that big, Fat dude, is he still Careful. real fat? He's healthy. I think he's, he's still pretty fat, right? He's pretty healthy guy. So, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, police defensive tactics have been bad for a long time, and it, I think it had a lot to do with 
Um, yeah, the 70s, really, we did a lot of damage to ourselves and what we're allowed to teach. But he's coming back. A lot of that has to do with, thanks to Henry Hyer and Gracie, they're pushing a lot of, uh, in some of the, and, and just the spread of jujitsu. Yeah. So, but not, without getting on a tangent, I would just say that, yeah, Kimura, rear naked choke, probably two of the most effective. And one more thing, and this isn't a submission, learn a takedown. I've used takedowns on the street. Super important to know, just simple like body lock to inside trip. Like you get that all day long on, on someone you're fighting that doesn't know what they're doing. Get that all day long. Just some simple takedowns, nothing fancy, just stuff that's effective and has a lot of body control. And uh, that'll be serve you well as a police officer or as a civilian that gets into a confrontation with someone that's a, <clears throat> that's a, that you need to use self-defense against. So real quick, and that was from EHDC. Hope I said that right on Instagram. And the other one was from JDP207. He actually trains down in, I think, Lake Charles at Gracie Bali. He's a really cool dude, too. So normally we meet outside my PD, right? Yeah. In, uh, in your, my rig. your rig. Yeah. So I was driving by, and I saw, some, I saw your rig or so I thought, <laughs> parked in the same freaking spot it's always parked in. It was like, it was a, it was a, it was about five minutes before I get off and I'm rushing back to get to, to change clothes and meet, meet up with you like we always do. And uh, change clothes, watching, watching some of the fights on my phone while I'm changing, trying to get out there, pull up next to you. And so then I'm talking to, uh, to Lisa on the phone and I'm talking and da, 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 and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm waiting for you to get in the truck. Like you always just hop in. Like a lot of times we'll drive over here together. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I'm like, what the hell is Ronnie doing? And I look over and it's not Ronnie. <laughs> There's another U-Haul parked in your spot. No shit. I swear to God. Hispanic guy, but not you. Not, <laughs> not the Salvadoran sensation. It was somebody else. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And so I, I was like, I start telling Lisa what's happening. We're laughing. I'm like, I, don't, I guess he's meeting me there. I don't know. And so <laughs> I, and I'm texting you. No response. I'm calling you. It's going straight to voicemail. I'm like, what? God, what's going on? Is he alive? What yeah. happened? What happened to my bromo? I don't know. I'm a little nervous, but then I saw your rig here, and I thought, man, that was kind of quinky dinky. Well, I know we got to go choke people, but I'll tell you one quick one. Um, had a roommate back in the day, and he had a little red truck, and you know, I was going to work. He was coming home, and I see him cut the corner, and I'm, I see him, and I'm like, I'm gonna fuck with them. So I get in his lane, <laughs> I just play a little stuck. chicken, and uh, I'm fucking honking and high beaming him and he starts high beaming me and of course you know i swear with plenty of time and i go by him and i'm laughing and this guy's just f-ing me and this and the other. i look over and i was like oh turns out they made more than <laughs> one red truck in the world I, I didn't know there was more than one uh, apparently they made a couple mazda made a couple of little yeah. red trucks i didn't know popular model that year yeah yeah and uh <laughs> yeah this person was not happy with this guy who played chicken with them on a public road hey. thinking that it was my roommate so shit happens man you just get on autopilot hey, you gave him a good story yeah, yeah. man there's one is. time there's he's on a podcast somewhere right now yeah. one time there was this asshole, asshole. i didn't you know what was, shit? yeah i didn't know if it was a gang <laughs> thing or what i just got out of there he's probably exploded it up. he was a gang member he fucking popped some shots off at me driving shit. by <laughs> i think you're salvadorian too yeah, i'm not probably. sure it must have been ms13 all right, all right man that was fun people. man i missed yeah. you that was a good time uh next week uh we got judge josh hill coming on oh no shit okay pretty excited uh, i think he's a two-stripe black belt trains over with i believe hillion gracie uh with drew i okay. believe i believe I I a oh no i was thinking he was a lion i think he used I know. to be missouri city but then i think 
Yeah. I think he moved over to, to Drew's gym. But I could be wrong. I'll, I'll, we'll find it. We'll know for sure next yeah. week. You, know, you can tell us all about him. But he's a cool guy. Just got elected judge here in uh, Harris County. So that's one of the things I like about jiu-jitsu. Is like, all right. This shit gets political. I'm walking out. I'm just letting you know. Right. I don't want to hear no left and right shit. I don't even, I don't even know what his politics are. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk, we just do jiu-jitsu when we train. Yeah. We never talk politics. So. I, I'm excited because I think he's the one that had these really cool videos back in the day on YouTube. If I'm if from, from what I remember from Tran is that um, there are really cool videos on self-defense in a mm. bar. But it, the videos were unique that he showed you, one, how to how to actually do self-defense mm-hmm. in a bar setting, what to look for. But then he kind of explained the legalities of yes. it. I think it's the same guy from what Tran told me. I, I can't so. find the videos, though. I don't know if they got taken down. Yeah. But I'm hoping that's him. Maybe i um be friendly cool if we could message him and ask him. Well, and we'll see him Sunday. He's always yeah, open. That's right. Yeah. And, and what's cool is uh, um, I, I really want to get into legalities. We've talked about having a, a podcast yeah. where we get into the legalities of using jiu-jitsu in self-defense situations. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I know my perspective, my what I know, my knowledge base from as a police officer in law enforcement. But, you know, he's done, he's been a prosecutor, defense attorney, now a judge. I mean, he's kind of gotten the whole gamut. And we've had some interesting situations in Harris County recently. Like, well, it's not that jiu-jitsu was used, but uh, allegedly a choke was used that caused someone to die. So, or a smothering, I should say. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting just to get his perspective on uh, on that. Yeah, shout outs. It's my girl, Lisa. I'll see you here in 20 minutes at Jiu-Jitsu. It's lame. Lisa. That's not lame. God. All right. It's um, not lame. Why don't you give a shout-out to Holly? I just put you on the microscope. I'm good. She knows I love her. You heard that, Holly? <coughs> no. He doesn't um, feel like he has to tell you. Anything. I will say this. Um, not, not so much of a hi- uh, shout-out, but more of a highlight, I guess. Uh, one of our high-ranking purple belts that we train with, I'm not going to say his name, Um kind of going through a rough time for the last few months and i just want to take a moment to just acknowledge him and just let him know that you know your jiu-jitsu family is here for you we love you and um you know you're an inspiration to all of us because this guy you know he has got every quit every reason to quit jiu-jitsu um and fold it in and he does and he shows up he works his ass off um he's always in, in great spirits and just an awesome guy and i uh, just want to take a moment to just Acknowledge him and let him know, like I said, that uh, he's not alone and, you know, we love him to death and, you know, just keep fighting, brother, and we're here with you. So, yeah. just wanted to, and again, I'm it's not awesome. going to name anybody. He knows who he no, is right. and you know who he is. So, awesome, let's get out of here. Let's go right, choke let's go some train. people. Let's, uh, let's go have a good time. Thanks, guys. We're back. Just in case anybody was scared, we're back. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Unless, you know, something crazy happens. But, you know, we'll be back. So, all right. Peace, guys. <laughs>